Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast Brothers and Sisters. That was fucking aggressive. That was so aggressive. I'm so fucking aggressive because the episodes that we just watched the other night for this very episode of the podcast, which is episode 54, How an Insurrection Really Feels. And it's an even number episode, so that means we get to start with wrestling, and I'm so excited to talk about this, because you need to get your thoughts out on the podcast, because there's so much to talk about. I know, I said that we needed to do this yesterday, but I was so fucking tired, because the night before we watched this, and then um, I we stayed up late, and then obviously being, you know, parents of newborns, or a newborn, it uh, like nights are a little bit sleepless sometimes. But also, um, when you have surgery, they have a certain dressing that they put on you now. Pico dressing. It's called a pico dressing, and it can have like a seven or fourteen, whatever. Mine was a seven day, and uh, if it starts to peel off your body at any point and let air in. The battery pack vibrates non-fucking-stop. And that's what happened that night, is that started vibrating non-stop because the dressing had come loose. And you can pause it, but it only pauses for an hour. Wow. So I my sleep, my four-hour sleep was broken up over, like... Segments. Segments, because I kept having to wake up, pause it... And then I couldn't fall asleep right away. I'm sure the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation fans really want to hear about your Pico dressing on the air. It is now gone. <laughs> I removed that shit as soon as the doctor said I could. At treehillwf.podcast, Aaron's the type of person to talk about bowel movements at the dinner table. So please comment on any of the posts we have out there and tell her to have better fucking table manners. Because I am Sean um, Harris. I wasn't even I at... Because I am Sean Harris. I wasn't even at the dinner table I today. am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. And, and it I doesn't wasn't... even fucking matter that you're at the dinner <laughs> table today. Because, oh, okay, you weren't at the di- dinner table today. How many fucking times have you done at the <laughs> dinner table, biznatch? That's right. So check yourself before you wreck yourself. At Tree Hill WF. Us Coskers are a little bit more real. You Coskers are a bunch of fucking sick, disgusting <laughs> fucks is what you are. My parents taught Flynn how to fake burp or try and fake burp because they were burping at the dinner table the one time and now that's what he's obsessed with is fake burping but yeah filthy gutless hyenas <laughs> at treehilldwf.podcast on the socials like instagram tiktok facebook vine tout myspace nexopia and of course aol and msn messenger 
I miss and, MySpace, bro. Uh, I never had MySpace. And You're fucking lame. No, the first one I had was Facebook and Nexopia. And You're fucking Messenger. Lame. Yeah. And Nexopia was like shit at that point. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, and you can also listen to us. What? On all the streaming services. Don't you what? dare. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And iHeartWine. You heart wine and you're allowed to have it again. I am. That's so exciting for you. I'm so happy for you. My best friend came by to meet Zane today and she brought wine. me a bottle of Martha wine. Martha Stewart wine. The uh, 19, 19 Crimes. crimes. Yeah. I've had the um, Snoop Dogg one. Haven't had the Martha Stewart one. Um, and she brought me two Starbucks gift cards. The weight of my heart is wine and Starbucks. Legit. Those two things. <laughs> and she literally like hit out of the park with that. She did a good job. You know what else was a good job? Bad to d- blood, brother. Oh I my God. I hate that second God. D. <laughs> Unfucking fucking necessary. Oh, oh, but just you here's wait. the thing. Just you wait. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. I came to a realization yes. with all of these shitty spelling things that okay. WWE does. I'm like, I understand it now. They're really. It was catering, the 90s. Dude. They're really catering to their, uh, you know, audience. What, a bunch of dumb redneck southern hicks? <laughs> It's a lot of the people you see, you know. Sure. But wrestling was so huge. And you got to remember, too, is that most of the shows that they have are in America. You're Mm -hmm. looking at 90% of the shows are in America. Oh, I know. So it's, which is, you know, there's still a lot of shows in America these days, but now they're doing pay-per-views internationally quite often. They're doing all sorts of stuff. They've built a worldwide brand now. It's not just about the Southern belt and the, all the Americans now, the filthy hyenas. Uh, It's more about the international market now. So it's it's not exactly what it used to be, which is a good thing because you need that international brand to be built up. And yes, they purposely tried to, I don't know, it it was the 90s. Like I said, it was the 90s. There was a lot of that, not just WWF did that back in the day. Mm -hmm. A lot of promotionary stuff for a lot of different things. I remember NFL Extreme on the PlayStation 1 spelled extreme with no E at the front. So it's just NFL Extreme rules with a Z at the end. It's just the way it was in the 90s. And you'll find out later in this pay-per-view that they start pumping up Survivor Series. Clearly, a lot of people failed their elementary school <laughs> spelling tests back uh-huh. then. It was edgy to spell things improperly back then. And I know myself being a spelling grammar and punctuation Nazi, not too fond of that. But that's just the way it was in the 90s. Extreme rules. And that's just the way it was, brother. And yeah. Fuck, they don't do that shit anymore, luckily. Thank they learn how to spell, God. I guess. Psycho. Uh, bad. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, don't get me started on fucking psycho said yeah. shit. That drove me bonkers for how fucking long? And then now we're finding out that the next pay per view Survivor Series in Montreal. Why do you keep alluding to Montreal. this Montreal stuff? Like, come on, bro. Uh, is entitled Gang Rules with a Z. And that's very Canadian of us, a Z at the end. <sighs> But we're here 
October 5th, 1997 in St. Louis, Missouri. It's at the Keel Center. It's bad to the blood. And funnily <laughs> enough, Keel. Keel. Interesting. It's the Keel Center. K-I-E-L. Keel. Uh, but uh, it's funny because on the title card for the Keel Center at the beginning of the show, it said Keel Center and they spelled Keel wrong. It was K-E-I-L. And then they showed the, the exterior shot of the arena and it showed the correct spelling K-I-E-L. <laughs> Keel Center. Uh, but yeah, speaking of Keel. I know. I was saying. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I told you it's a sad start to the show. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean sad start? Like... I don't understand. Very somber beginning to this as uh, we are going into our first match here. Did fucking Stone Cold break his neck again? Like, (laughs) is that what you mean? Break his neck again, yeah. Uh, No, uh, first match is the intros are starting. It's going to be Nation of Domination. It's going to be Rocky and D'Lo and Kama and uh, Six Man Tag. They're going to be going up against Legion of Doom and Ken Shamrock. But as uh, Nation is making their entrance, we go to the commentary table with King uh jr and vince vince obviously in a very somber tone saying as we've heard on the free-for-all before this we found out that one brian pillman your guy boston pizza bp no longer in the rapey storyline because he has passed away rest in peace brian pillman i mean you know we hardly knew you on this podcast you're only around for so long but he's quite the legend when it comes to wrestling he, he's quite the name definitely the loose cannon in every way shape or form but hell of a talent great in the ring great on the mic had a great look and uh that's not not a guy you'll ever forget and also brian pillman jr in wwe now uh, Lexus King. He's changed his name from Brian Pillman Jr. when he started out in AW, and now he's in NXT WWE as Lexus King. So, barely even See, knew his father, though. The thing is, is when you said um, that that storyline gets kind of immediately dropped. Yep. I was like, did they just realize how bad it <laughs> seemed? Like, feels like that could have been. Yeah, like it felt like it could have just been a situation where they were like, yeah, this isn't sitting right. And this is really like creepy and just gross, like absolutely gross. And dude, Vince McMahon runs the show. Okay. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) At first, like I had no idea what was going on with that. And then obviously when we found out all this Vince shit, it was like. Ah, uh, everything, I understand. everything forever and always back then all makes sense yeah. because Vince himself is a rapey fuck. And but unfortunately, uh, Brian Pillman, yeah, he had a match uh, the night before on a house show uh, <clears throat> on the Saturday before this. And then, uh, yeah, they found him uh, dead in his own hotel room the Sunday morning. And obviously we're not getting the dude love Brian Pillman match. Yeah. And they're immediately dropping the whole Goldust Marlena, Brian Pillman angle. And yeah. And unfortunately, later in the show, really bad move by Vince started talking about possible overdose and there's been no toxicology report yet. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, why even bring that up? Terrible look by Vince. Like, let people, like, People sit. can make their own assumptions why without would you come out and say it. Bringing it up yourself, like that was one of my first thoughts was maybe it was an overdose, but I wasn't going to say that out loud until like 
I'm a morbidly curious person. You know this about me. Morbidly curious meaning nosy, meddlesome, inquisitorial. I prefer morbidly <laughs> curious. Um, I'm someone that, oh my God, there was a fucking murder spree in Nova Scotia in 2020. And I'm like going and Googling the shit out of that. I downloaded the audiobook and listened to it like about the whole thing like i listen to true crime shit all well, think, the time i think port of pick is kind of you know close to home for you because you know we've been there and you're and my you, best you know, friend's dad was one of the rcmp officers that was there um so yeah like but even still like other murder mystery shit like i'm totally into that um and just like deaths all together you know like when there was like that air ambulance in the, the school field down the street from our yeah, house yeah i'm like out there like what the fuck is going of course, on i yeah. had to like oh go to the um shoppers drug mart that's right there and i was like okay i gotta go while this is still going on so i can see what's going up like i'm just like that but i also know that to not assume because yeah. If you assume things of like something, a lot of the time, yeah, you might be right, but it could also be something that's totally different or this, the circumstances behind it could be totally different than what you expect. So, and I'm the exact opposite. I don't give a rat's ass about people. Brian Pillman. Wow. We hardly knew ye. Unfortunately, uh, he makes his exit from the podcast. He makes his exit from his life as well, too. It's also and, yeah, unfortunate. Very sad. That the last, like... Yeah, the last things we saw of him. last things we saw of him were so rapey and it's creepy. Like holding Marlene a hostage in his bed. You know, it's pretty bad. But yeah. again, kayfabe brother. I know. Um, I know. I understand that. I just... It's just like... I've, like, had this ick factor about him, like, basically. Like, you know, he was there with the Heart Foundation, which, blech, gross. Now they're down Um, one member. And the thing that really got me, I think, with this episode, too, was, like, they seemed, everyone seemed fine. Yeah. Like, Brett, Owen... They're professionals. They try to do no, it. No, I know. I know. know. It's just like... It's tough. Oh, obviously. It's you know. so weird, like, knowing that, but not seeing the emotion, like, that one of their own, like, foundation, like, members is no longer with them. They're putting on that brave front, I know. for sure. I know. I just... I, I can't wait for... Well, not that I can't wait. It's just I'm... Like when they finally acknowledge it, and you'll see on the next episode of okay. Monday Raw as well okay. too. Maybe uh, they just needed time to like oh to really process their thoughts yes, on it exactly. But rest in peace to one Boston Pizza BP Brian Pillman. Uh, unfortunately enough, we do have a wrestling show to go through after all that somber news. But we started out with the Legion of Doom up against the Rocky Nation.
Uh, oh my goodness. So I'm really glad we're talking about wrestling Why? first. What? Why? I'm glad because in the One Tree Hill section, there's just something. It's not like funny. Like not. It's not like a joke, but it's just like a <laughs> moment. You know. <laughs> It's it's not a joke. It's just a <laughs> yeah, you know one of those moments where you're just like oh, a little chuckle, but it's not like an outward outward joke or wow, anything. Wow, dude, <laughs> you're not winning winning any people over with this. Come oh, on, I'm getting wine drunk. Okay, hey, there you go. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. We we it's got my the, first glass of wine. In like nine months. In nine months, and this is fair like. Enough. Bro, much this, needed. This wine, I tell you, this is my favorite red wine. You know what else is much needed is Legion of Doom really need their third partner, but they don't have it because Ken yeah. Shamrock once again is spitting up blood, and he's not but here. He was just out like recently. He was out a week back on Raw. Yeah, yeah, and now apparently he's spitting up blood again, and he can't wrestle this match at the pay-per-view i mean fine by me he's, so he's not but lod stupidly enough don't even have a replacement you think maybe they have ahmed johnson as a replacement but he's got a fucked up hand too so he's not there either so they just go two on three handicap match yeah not exactly the best idea no especially when it comes to the nation yeah. because they won by fucking cheating <laughs> <laughs> of course when don't they first of all but second of all like of fucking course we get a pretty sick uh low down from d brown comma and rocky both hold down uh animal they do a low down uh to get a close wow two, that but was a lot of downs bro. a lot of downs bro no ups just downs uh but hawk eventually does get the hot tag and he is a fucking house of fire he starts rolling up and beating the shit out of every single nation member yeah, but you say cheating. Technically, when Farouk came out to distract LOD, did not. <laughs> wow. Interfere much like that sneeze interfered in what I was saying. Farouk didn't interfere. Didn't lay his hands on anybody. Just stood up on the apron, distracted, and then rock bottom in the middle. Rocky and the nation win one, two, three. Technically, they didn't cheat. <sighs> he shouldn't be allowed to run out there. Yeah, but Sergeant Chin wasn't anywhere around to stop it. Fucking Sergeant Chin, get your shit yeah, together. Yeah, he really needs to get his shit together. He's slacking, bro. So yeah, the nation get a big win on pay-per-view, and The Rock gets his finisher in a one, two, three as well. Uh, obviously the next match was going to be Brian Pillman do love, but that's not happening now. So they needed a match in its place. And so they got, I wonder how hippie mankind feels too about this. Like I'm sure he's hearing, terrible. like hearing that news must've been like him and Pillman go way back, bro. That would just fucking suck. So many of those guys go way back with Pillman. So it's rough on everybody. Oh yeah, it's tough. But we get it replaced with a mini match where we have Mosaic and Tarantula against Max Mini and not Super, just Nova. I and put minis versus even smaller minis. Yeah. Because yeah. they are smaller. Oh, Max Mini apparently put on a few pounds and now he's up to 89 pounds apparently. Oh my God. Yeah, he's, he's really hit the, really hit the uh, potato chip bag. 
few few too many times you put on six pounds <laughs> but tarantula was the one the the aforementioned tarantula was the one who was killed by a prostitute spiking his drink as i mentioned a few episodes back oh yeah i remember that, that. is the guy the murder mystery tarantula i wonder if there's like oh i gotta google that you gotta remind me to google that yeah yeah tarantula I wonder if there's some uh, juicy murder mystery makeup shit for that. Could be. You never know. Um, but yes, I uh, get another mini match out here. Uh, Jerry the King Waller likes to talk about how that little punk Max Mini sat on his lap at the last paper. He probably enjoyed it, let's be real. Well, here's the thing Jim Ross says he's had plenty of people on his lap over the years. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> and. Uh, again, uh, Max Mini gets a gorilla press on the English announce table, and King absolutely lost his shit and laughed at him. But he ended up losing his headsets, <laughs> so you couldn't hear what he said for a few minutes, which was nice. Thank God. Um, not the greatest mini match though. A few too many botches. I found a lot of just yeah. There was not a lot of chemistry there, unfortunately, and it ended with not the greatest finish. But Max Mini Nova pick up the w and another thing i had to mention here is that this is the, basically the last time you're gonna hear vince mcmahon on commentary yeah you were saying that which i mean he's kind of dull to listen to like as much as i hate pervy mankind him pervy and mankind pervy mankind Wait, what <laughs> pervy king Why? is there a fourth face of foley <laughs> pervy mankind no, no, pervy king. I just whine. Um, him and the other dude with Jim, the cowboy Jim hat, Ross, the hat good thing. old Jr. Jim Ross. Yes. Yeah, him. They are so funny. Like just the way they king banter and, between the two of them. Yeah, totally. Without hearing Vince come in and say shit, I hate listening to pervy king. Like. Anytime, really. Yeah. But the way that the chemistry is phenomenal. Jr. Yeah. like bites back at him totally. is so fucking funny. Yeah. And it's just like I love it when Vince isn't there because you just get their banter. Yeah. What was it? The one of the pay per views were or one of the shows that Vince wasn't at. Oh, after he got the stunner, right? Yeah. And then uh, and also when his uh, mom died. Yeah, that's right too. And it was just the two, and it was the best, right? But now. You're going to get that every week because now we have this awesome chemistry. Although you may not like Pervy King, but him and JR, just those two together are awesome. And that's going to be the commentary team going forward. Every once in a while, like, you know, Cornette or certain guys will pipe in. But mainly, always and forever for a very long time, it's going to be Jim Ross and Jerry. And it's it's amazing. And so we've heard our last few unbelievables. We've heard our last one, two, eight, God, no. And we've heard possibly our last or very close to our last. The most flamboyant. The most charismatic. Wow. And you know the rest. Uh, <laughs> next match, we have a tag team title match the amount of tag team matches yeah we noticed this fucking ridiculous seven matches on the card five of them tag team matches or or multi-man matches at least 
And here's another one, the third straight tag team match, and it's a tag team title match between the incumbent champions headbangers up against the hillbilly fox, the Godwins, with Sonny as the ring announcer because you got to get tits out. Very important. Very important. Well, when your talent is the hillbilly fox... Yeah. And hardcore fucks. You gotta get the only tits way out. to grab attention is tits out. But like hers, come on. Come on. What else you gonna get? Golden titties. Yeah, she's not a ring announcer though. I know. Not that Sonny's a ring announcer either, but But like she's better to look at. She's not as annoying. Yeah, I love Marlena. But she's here, and she's announcing into the ring, and please enjoy the last few unbelievables while they last for Vince McMahon. Marilyn Manson seems to get a lot of his shit in on every single show when the headbangers are on there. He must have some kind of like contract with He's got them. an in or something. They something. keep mentioning him on the MTV Music Awards and the shirts that the headbangers wear. And, you know, that I probably even mentioned how he sucked his own dick after removing two ribs. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, again, just not having it. I, I, I talked about this when we were watching it, is that... Uh, the tag team titles have definitely taken a real downturn here in the last few months. Because you started, we started this podcast, one of the greatest tag team title reigns of all time. You had Owen and Bulldog at the top of their game. Amazing main event guys, you know, involved now in a main event feud. And then it goes to Austin and Shawn Michaels, to the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. To Austin and Do Love. To the Headbangers. Now, to the new tag team champions. The Godwins. The Godwins. Gross. Yeah, and that was for the Godwins, those belches. Um, Yeah, and Mosh Pit. Mosh goes for his Mosh Pit finish. It gets reversed into a not-so-great sit-down power bomb. And the fucking hillbilly fucks are the tag team champions now? That's disgusting. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, slot bucket and all. They're here. And they continue the beat down with Uncle Cletus. Yeah, and then the they match. wouldn't stop. And it's like, you've already fucking won. Yeah. But just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, Howard Finkel goes on the mic and says that they don't stop the beat down. They're going to be stripped of the titles. They don't get out of the ring. So they quickly make and they're their like, exit. You're going to regret this. And it's like, <laughs> you already fucking already won. won. It's not Fuck like off. they're telling you this and they're not, they're getting mad at you before you've won. If they're like, if they were like, stop the beat down before you won. Sure. Sure, because that would mean that you'd lose your chance of winning. You've already fucking won. Yeah, Get con- the fuck out. You're <laughs> gross and stinky. Go away. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Ugh. And yeah, so they make their hasty exit, horseshoe in tow, and take team titles as well. Luckily for us, we were able to skip a segment in the show because they did our Legends of St. Louis Wrestling where they trotted out Luthez and Gene Konetsky and a bunch of other old legends. Uh, and sure enough, they had their time and they're all great wrestlers, but we don't really need to watch it. No, because it's totally yeah beyond me. Unnecessary and also, I don't understand why you put this on pay-per-view either and waste time. But this next match sure isn't a waste of time because it's the Intercontinental title match and the first singles match we have of the night. 
and it is Mr. Cutie Patootie himself, Owen Hart, against Farouk of the Nation of Fuck Domination. Rook. Fuck Rook. Fuck whatever you want to call him. The glass fucking shatters. Stout Cone! Stout Cone! It's Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he's not scheduled to have a match anytime soon, but he's here to relinquish his Intercontinental title to whoever wins this match at the finals of the Intercontinental title tournament. And I couldn't tell you two things that happened in this match, because Stone Cold was the highlight, the focal point, and we only really kept the camera on him the entire match. Oh, yeah, because he was just being a shit disturber the whole oh, time. Oh, my hilarious. God. He goes on commentary. He steals the headset from Vince. He steals the headset from King. He rings the bell, throws the hammer at Vince after. Uh, he gets on a security walkie-talkie and starts talking to security. Goes to the Spanish announce table and says, yeah, I know a little bit of Spanish. And Tito Santana, former Intercontinental Champion Tito Santana, who was always at the Spanish announce table, Austin says that, uh, yeah, I know you're talking trash, Tito. I know a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> and eventually he hits up the French announce table as well. Hilarious. And uh, accost Ray Rougeau at that table. Just a shit disturber. I My love goodness. It. And, and we love everything about Stone Cold Steve Austin. But we also find out that, yes, Survivor Series, November 9th in Montreal. And Stone Cold's going to be there. You know who else is a shit disturber? Who's that? Our son, Flynn. Yeah. He's a shit disturber. He is. Just a putting that out there he's stone cold well his mom is basically stone cold so it makes sense right <laughs> uh, gets it for me i guess sure uh jim the anvil nightheart is i out guess here. yeah rudy kind of implied once that i'm a turd yeah same <laughs> anvil's in uh jim the anvil nightheart makes his presence felt but he basically makes a distraction because here we are. Owen and Farouk are at the side of the ring. Austin grabs his Intercontinental title belt and he does not nail Owen Hart. Yeah, that confused me at first. But then I was like, Nail Farouk. Here's the thing. I was so confused. But then I was like, Ooh, what he wants to do is win the title back from Owen from Owen the guy who broke his neck and is the reason he doesn't have the title right now because he had won it when his neck got broken but is the reason that he doesn't have it in the first place at the same time right now exactly why would he want to beat Farouk for the Intercontinental title when he can beat Owen Hart back exactly right in Montreal maybe maybe yeah because they don't say until this next episode whether like what his situation is for if he is just gonna sign the thing sign on the dotted line himself has a doctor's um certificate or whatever saying he's clear or gets fired which i don't think that would happen because well no it's not gonna happen well, I guess we'll see. Because you have 
figurines <laughs> of all this shit up on our mantle, uh-huh. Stone Cold Steve Austin related. Yes. And uh, there's there's just, you got a little bit of spoilery do stuff up there for me. So Yeah, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So that means that he's around for a while. Yeah, sure. But uh, who says that he doesn't get fired eventually after that stuff happens? That just, but that's the thing, is at least he's around for that shit. Guess we'll see. Uh, but yeah, Montreal. This is, this is what happens when you have spoilers up on display, <laughs> bro. Only one of those figures is actually a spoiler figure. So The one with all the belts? Yeah, literally with all the belts there. But, you know. <laughs> that's exactly the one I was The thing is, at. you knew that, you know. Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the greatest of all time. You know he's going to have some world title. Oh, of course. Reigns, for sure. But you don't know how many. And you don't know when and what context. Yeah. But eventually, yeah, it's going to happen. But you don't know when, you know from who, you don't know why, you don't know the situation. And that's the best part about wrestling is you don't know. And that's the best part of the anticipation as you well. You the best out. part about One Tree Hill? Nothing. You don't know. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if... Brooke and Lucas died in a murder-suicide pact. That would be my favorite episode. Wow. Owen Hart's the best because even after getting help from Stone Cold with him clocking for getting the win and He's being like, the new Intercontinental Champion. I did it all by myself. I did it all by myself. I'm a winner. Woo! I'm a winner. I'm the best. Damn it. I did it all on my own. Yeah, you did, Owen. Wow. <laughs> He's the best. I love Owen. And then we have well, what I thought was going to be the flag match. We're going to have Brett and Bulldog against Patriot Invader, but then they swerved us. They did a whole promo package for the flag match, and then they said, oh, no, it's going to be Los Bariquas and DOA again in a oh, fucking Oh, I didn't even write this one down because we skipped match. it anyways. Exactly. That is one match where I have no problem skipping over and over again whenever so Lost Bariquas faces DOA. Like, I'm I'm over the fucking gang rules shit. Uh, no one cares. No one fucking cares at all. And uh, this time DOA got the win with a fucking backbreaker from Crush. Cool. Whatever. Great. Moving on. Continuing on. We actually get the flag match. And because Vader, so I know, I, actually, when I was you were saying that it was like a seven, there was seven matches or whatever. Yeah, I was looking at it and I was like, the math ain't mathin'. That's because I because <laughs> didn't up. even write that one down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, we get the aforementioned flag match, but because Vader is a uh, tubble lard and injured, uh, apparently they added a stipulation where not only can you win by capturing the flag, you can also win by pinfall or submission because they're thinking he's too much of a tub of goo to climb up the rope and actually grab the flag. You know what though? He does a lot of things in the ring that Amazing. I'm like, Amazing. what the fuck? fuck is this guy doing at 450 something pounds bro yeah uh, bro you know what vader is on this baby face run now where he's like this anti-canadian of course all-american kind of guy and so he's facing brett and bulldog and he's getting a face reaction and dude's a fucking monster in that ring and he does shit that guys half his size can't even do like, okay, what? fucking impress the shit what? out of me. 
Yes, the gutless hyenas use the American flags at the beginning of the match to try to take out the Hart Foundation. Uh, and whenever outside brawls happen, of course they're going to fuck up the ring skirts, which really pisses me off. I, know, I hate it, it when the ring skirts get fucked. But good guy Bulldog fix the fucking ring skirts, and that's what good guys do. They fix the fucking ring skirt. Um, Patriot also had a sharpshooter spot in this match. He reversed Brett's sharpshooter into his own, and we all that know, was terrible. We all know done, Patriot bro. should not be doing a sharpshooter anytime soon. Vader also tried a sharpshooter that was a little bit better. But what we were alluding to was Vader goes up to the top. Looks like he's going to try to grab the flag to win this match. No, he fucking does a moonsault. But as Bulldog is moving out of the way, he lands on his fucking feet. Like, what the fuck? 435 fucking pounds or whatever he is doing a fucking moonsault and landing it. Bro. Respect, bro. I can never even dream. Respect. Of being able to do that. Yeah. Like, holy shit. I can't even walk down a flat sidewalk without <laughs> falling on my ass. So let's be real here. Man, what an athletic motherfucker. Like, brand new respect for Vader on this spot right here. Like, just, you know, changing mid-flight because he saw a bulldog was moving to land on his fucking feet. And you're that size. Like, holy Nuts. shit, dude. Uh, we get a fan run in. Uh, some random yeah, person weird. from the crowd runs in, and of course he's going to get taken ass whooping for his problems. But as all the confusion, Brett gets a nice little roll up on the Patriot for the un de trois, and we're on our way to Montreal. Yeah, flag match where the winner doesn't even capture the flag. No. <laughs> so why are they even there? Why isn't it just a fucking tag match then? Well, that's the thing. It's like you've got these guys in the ring that no matter what, if you're going to try and go for the flag, someone's going to pull you down. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you have four guys in there. It could take like an hour. To take for fucking ever. So I don't have time for that shit. Yeah, we don't have time for that. And the and the match tend to drag quite a bit. I yeah. Found. But I'm not a big fan of these flag matches only for that reason. They can yeah. go on for literally ever. Yeah, they're longer. And they're especially when it's like a tag one. Although if it I, was like a singles. I think we might have seen her last flag match. If it was sure. a singles, that would be a bit not more so understandable yeah. because like it's one on one. And like if you get a guy down, at least you have time. Yeah, fair enough. Now. All right, babe. We're here. <sighs> we made it. We did it. We did it. And now this is almost going to be a whole podcast on its own, <laughs> basically. Because I have been waiting for this fucking match since we started the podcast. Because now we're hitting... Like I said, when this whole storyline started, it is my favorite and possibly the greatest storyline WWE ever did. And we're not even remotely close to being finished it. But it's been so good already, and now we're getting absolute craziness happening with this whole backstory. It's finally coming to fruition. We have the Hell in a Cell, the inaugural Hell in a Cell, the very first one. Never seen one before? 
but you'll see plenty after. But this is the one that takes the cake more than any other Hell in a Cell match. Fucking Undertaker against the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. The locked door, the roof, they checked underneath the ring. There's fucking nobody here to help Shawn Michaels. He basically had to take an ass whipping for 45 minutes. That's what he had to do in this match. And a hell of a fucking ass whipping he took. Dude, his face by the end of it. The crimson mask, man. Holy shit. You know, when he got back there and he took a shower, it was the fucking uh, Norman Bates shower. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Blood going down the fucking drain, swirling around. It's like, holy shit. Uh, Yeah, they checked under the ring, everything. We're all good. No one's under there. They lower the cage. China. 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 People think I don't like China. I love China. 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 Is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league. China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. 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 Yes, I gotta get the China soundbite in here because she is here. And fucking Rude Boy Rick and fucking Disprince. They're all here. But Use they're not, their proper name. And they're not getting in. <laughs> you don't even have one for China, though. No. You used to call it Buff Fish, but now she's just China. <laughs> like Donald Trump's China. That's what she is. <laughs> but they're all here, but they're not getting in because it's a fucking locked door. Mm-hmm. And they, they just leave. They go into the backstage. They're not around. And Well, they didn't want to be a distraction for him either. I guess, basically, but... Uh, you could tell how scared Shawn Michaels was. Oh, he was when fucking this, terrified. He's like, please don't lock me. Don't lock it. Don't lock it. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty unreal. Like, he did not get much offense in this match for quite a while. It was a literal physical die section. That's what exactly this match was. Shawn Michaels looked like a fucking rag doll through most of it. And, but, 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 but. As That's a lot of butts, bro. But, but uh, Shawn Michaels, resilient as fuck here, though. He hit that pile driver on the steps on Undertaker. That was a pretty massive pile driver. Got a few moves in. You know, he looked okay for a bit there. And then he took the back body drop over the top rope to the outside, lands on the fucking cameraman. Yeah. So the cameraman's down. Kind of got in the way there. But when HBK gets up, he nails the cameraman again and starts stomping on his fucking head. But this is uh, by design because, you know, yes, this cameraman, this innocent cameraman that Shawn Michaels has beaten down, he needs medical attention. And how is he going to get medical attention? They got to open that fucking door and get him out of there. And so meanwhile, when Undertaker's kind of looking at what's going on, Shawn Michaels hits him with the fucking forearm with the elbow drop and his sweet chin music could go for the pin but decides not to and gets out the fucking door as slaughter and the agents are getting this cameraman out of there so yeah now, i was confused why he didn't do the pin at the mo- that moment well it didn't matter because the second he hit that sweet chin music undertaker sat right the fuck up sat he, up immediately he fucking buried like, oh, sean michael's finisher and just sits right up after sweet chin music like fucking sean michaels won the world title at wrestlemania with that move and undertaker like passes it off like it's nothing sits right the fuck up 
It's like, holy shit. So Shawn Michaels on his way out. He gets out of the fucking cell because it's open because they're getting the cameraman out. They topple over the cameraman and slaughter while they're getting out. Undertaker's following him behind. Undertaker gets him up, throws him into the fucking cage, and that's when the blood starts. And he is just an absolute fucking bloody mess. Like... We watched the documentary of this match after, and Shawn Michaels goes You watched. On. I was falling asleep on the Fair couch. Enough. But still, it was late. But Shawn Michaels talks about how he's a good bleeder, and he bled like a fucking stuck pig here. And eventually, he did uh, get a low blow on Undertaker and was able to start scaling the cage, and he heads yeah, up Yeah, fuck, there. they get up to the roof, and I was like... They're on the fucking roof. They're like 16 feet high. Oh, my high. God. 16 fucking feet in the air, I dude. I couldn't... I, my... That's like... I'm not... I don't have like an outright fear of heights. But that not, just wouldn't fly with you're me. You're not no, comfortable. There's no why. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. It's not a comfortable thing for me. It's still like... When we had our managers meetings, it like the top of the building, like for Tellus Gardens. Fuck, I was looking down and I was like, ah, "That's a big drop. That's <laughs> that's not great." But looking out, like it's beautiful. Oh yeah. But looking down, you're like, mm, "No, dude." Though I've been to Calgary Tower and it has a glass bottom at the uh, top. No, I could not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'd I got be a looking picture. up the whole time. I like, literally, no. yeah, I literally have a picture where I'm standing on the glass, and I have a picture of it like going all the way down. Oh, and it's like holy no, shit, dude! You. It's pretty cool. It's pretty fucking cool. I'll do it one day. Uh, Space Needle has a glass bottom now. Really? Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, super cool. Um, <laughs> You're like super cool, and I'm fun. like that's creepy. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, uh, it's a hell of a way down. This Hell in a Cell is about the size of two giant Gonzaleses uh, on top of each other, basically. So it is, it is a high fucking cage. And Undertaker, like, it's just adrenaline rolling for Undertaker here. He's fucking getting up there pretty fucking quick for how big of a guy he is. And they get up there, and fuck, holy shit, Undertaker does the gorilla press well, slam. I mean... Undertaker gets up there quick because he's huge. Yeah, and he's just quick like a cat, dude. He has so much agility for his size. It's unreal. He's like Vader, man. He's such a massive dude, but yet he's like a cat. So he gets the gorilla Like that press. cat. Exactly. <laughs> but he gets the- Although Lilo's fucking clumsy as fuck. He is. Both of our cats are. But we get the gorilla press. He even puts him on his fucking hands above his head. You're so sick of me talking about our yeah. cats. No, I'm sick of you fucking interrupting me <laughs> when I'm trying to talk about hell in I a cell. I have wine. You can't blame me. Oh, my God. <laughs> can blame you for having wine, though. You're the one that told me to. You encouraged. This was pure pressure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you were trying to peer pressure me into having more. Yeah, exactly. Peer fucking pressure. We're peers? <laughs> in this, yes, we are. <laughs> okay. Partners in crime. Well, you better watch yourself. I think the Undertaker to throw you off the fucking hell in no. a cell. No. 
<laughs> but this is exactly what happens to Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels finally starts trying to go down the other side of the cage, and he's holding on to the top. Undertaker stomps on his fucking feet, and the TikTok video is coming of Aaron's reaction to this. <laughs> but holy shit, dude. Shawn Michaels falls off the fucking cell. Yeah, bro. And goes through what announce table? Was it the Spanish? Or? Yes, of course it yeah. was the Spanish. I was, gonna, table. I was like, it was either Spanish or French. We all know that anytime somebody's going to go through a table, ninety nine percent of more the time, sense that it was Spanish because French was closer into the corner. Yeah, it was in the middle. Spanish was in the middle, but yeah. uh, we all know ninety nine percent of the time somebody's going through a fucking table. It's going to be the Spanish table. <laughs> Poor Tito Santana and Carlos Cabrera. They. I had no idea. But yeah, Shawn Michaels takes this insane, probably the craziest bump we've ever seen in the podcast for sure. In this arc, have you seen anybody take a bump that fucking insane before? I don't he think so. He fell off the fucking cell through a table. <laughs> oh my God. And as he was trying to get back up, he was like crossed up in all the wires and like all this shit. And so he's like trying to kick everything them all off. Everything was everything. Yeah, everywhere. everywhere. Everything dude. was everything. Everything is everything, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you've been into the boozy a little bit, and I'm sure our listeners can as well, which is fun for us. I, yeah, my lips are numb, bro. Oh, excellent. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, insane fucking spot. Undertaker even fucking throws him over and onto the French table, and then Gorilla presses it back onto the broken Spanish table. Oh, they make God. their way around the ring, get back in the cage, they lock the fucking door again. Well, yeah. That's insane. After all this shit, he literally fell off a fucking cell through a table. I mean, the match wasn't done. Fair, but, like, dude is, like, half near death. Like, falling off a cell, fucking taking the most insane bump. He's fucking a bloody mess. And now they're locking him in, and here we go again. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. It's not done. And they're in there. And to top it all off, Undertaker, with a fucking choke slam off the top rope into the ring. Then he grabs the chair to pay back for all these chair shots that Shawn Michaels gave him. Here's the thing, though. They have to show Undertaker giving the nastiest beatdown of Shawn Michaels' life. Yeah. Because the thing is... Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. There's reasons the thing for that. Because they want... Reasons. I was scared. I was scared because my prediction was Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And you saw Undertaker in the second and he I was grabbed like, that chair. Fuck. He hit the choke slam. Not, Dude, he hit the choke I slam off the top. so wrong. Hit the choke slam off the top, and when he went to grab that chair, you were just like, "Oh my god, Undertaker's just gonna fucking beat him!" Like that's it, and he nails. I'm losing my thing. He absolutely caved in Shawn Michaels' skull with this chair shot, like just fucking brutalize him, just cranium cracked, dude. You felt it in your soul. What a fucking chair shot, and it's all but over. Everything is done, but the fat lady is not singing yet. That's the only thing that's left is for the tombstone and the one, two, what? What? The lights went out and you started recording me and I was like, this is the moment. We'll we'll run back the footage, brother. 
We'll run back the footage. What do you mean? We'll run it back, dude. Uh, lights go out. He's he's got the you know the throat slash gesture. Lights go out. Vince McMahon's just losing it. It's like it's all but oh oh, and it's dark. And this organ music starts playing. The organ music is one of the like obviously with Undertaker's thing. Like the organ music is very fitting. Yes. Yeah. For like this. Then this organ music sounding very disturbing. And all of a sudden. Ominous. Ominous. Yes, absolutely. What a great word. Ominous is a great word. Much like the hell in a cell. Ominous. Uh, And Jim Ross is like, what the hell is that? (laughs) And all of a sudden you hear a The concussion goes off. That's gonna be Kane. That's gonna be Kane. It's fucking the undertaker's brother he's here dude he's fucking here they've been talking about this undertaker's family undertaker's brother since april the fire in the face and kane's alive and he's coming he's coming undertaker he's coming and then paul bear was off tv for like a month and I and you we forgot were, about it. No, I didn't forget because the thing is, is I talked about it probably last episode or two episodes ago. Where the where fuck is like, dog shit? Dog shit hasn't been around in a while. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but amazing. It's been nice, but at the same time, I know the other shoe is going to drop pretty quick, and I'm going to be disappointed by the fact that he's back. He is back. But yeah, he hasn't been on TV in quite a while now. And you almost, uh, maybe not forget, but it's not the focal point. It's not at the forefront. You don't easily no, remember been because they've been going, on. going so long. They've turned their attentions to the Shawn Michaels Undertaker thing. And you almost just kind of forget about the whole Kane, Paul Bear. It's in the back here of your mind, but it's not a focal point. And so finally, here we are. Shawn Michaels beaten to fucking death. And here comes the savior. It's fucking Kane, his debut. And he fucking rips the door off the fucking hinges. That was fucking <laughs> rips insane. the fucking door off. Throws the referee out of the way, gets in the ring, and you knew right away Undertaker looked with this shocked face and he saw the eyes. This outfit that Kane has is just legendary. The colors and just look he looks like a fucking monster. He's just as tall you know as the Undertaker. Is. Me of? Darth Maul. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> you think Darth Vader's the Undertaker? Darth Maul is Kane because <laughs> of the red. But here he is with the mask. Undertaker looks in his eyes, and yeah, he may not have seen his brother in so long, but he looks in the eyes and he knows, and you see it on Undertaker's mouth. He mouths, he's like, Kane? Oh, it's fucking Kane. And he starts to lift the hands up. Here they come, and <laughs> the fire kicks him in the gut tombstones his own fucking brother uses his own move against him tombstone in the middle leaves Fuck. in a Just pieces fiery blaze he's like peace bitches and kane is here finally undertaker's brother out for fucking blood out for revenge no longer doctor isaac yankum dds and no longer fake diesel it's Glenn Jacobs. It's fucking Kane, who's now the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. That's hilarious. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> I love it when famous people like from like wrestling or movies or whatever like they Arnold. like become mayors or whatever Governor, like yeah yeah totally it's oh fucking hilarious like ronald it's like, reagan what a fucking career change bro yeah. <laughs> arnold schwarzenegger perfect example he got into politics became the governor uh ronald reagan governor governor yeah uh ronald reagan was a fucking movie star he ended up being the president of the united states i just realized chase hasn't been under that table this whole episode he has not Thanks for mentioning. Uh, back at the ranch, brother. Uh, but he, yeah, holy shit, dude. Fucking Kane is finally here. He leaves. And just the fucking piece de resistance, the cherry on top here. Shawn Michaels in a pool of his own fucking blood crawls over to the beaten Undertaker, drapes one arm over Yeah, him. that was it. One arm. Earl Hebner back in the ring and he breaks slowest his slowest count oh, ever. Breaks his record for the slowest three count. One. The first one I was like, was to that what? That was one. Two. Oh my god. That's two. And then as he's coming down, all you hear is Jeremy's, no, 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 damn it, no, three, ding, ding, ding. And remember, I was right, but at the same time, Shawn Michaels, who had no fucking business having anything to do with a win in this match, gets beaten to a fucking pulp, drapes the arm over and beats the Undertaker. One, two, three three wild Shawn michaels now undefeated in his career against the undertaker wild holy shit man and yeah they raised the cell triple h china rude boy rick they're all here they have to carry him out he well, can't I mean, even walk they didn't on his own have power. to raise the cell for him to get out because the door was ripped off by kane fair enough <laughs> and they and he can't even walk out on his own he needs help and it's hilarious as they're leaving, like going through the curtain. Shawn Michaels just standing there, victorious, but not looking victorious at all. Yeah, and he Triple looks H like death. doing the suck it on Shawn Michaels <laughs> for like him. Yeah, doing it for him. It's pretty hilarious. But uh, yeah, holy shit, dude! Undertaker didn't know what hit on me. Got hit by a ton of bricks. Kane is here, and he's out for his brother's fucking blood. And. <laughs> It's so funny because you were like recording my reaction to this whole Kane coming yeah, in bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, honestly, I felt your Ahmed uh, Nation and Rocky Nation reactions were better than the Kane reaction. Yeah, because here's the thing: it's like a they little were less building, out of left field. Yeah, they were building up this whole Kane is alive and he's coming thing for a while, and like, what? better way than to do a hell in a cell match not only was it hell in a cell for Shawn michaels but it was also hell in a cell for undertaker because of kane coming back um and yeah it it just like solidified like my Shawn michaels is gonna win like i had said like injury or something would be like on the undertaker would be sure. the reason yeah and you were like 
that's pretty spot on. And when you said that, I was like, pretty good prediction. Yeah. Something like something. And, and you know, it, like you said yourself, it's WWE, it's WWF, man. You pit a guy in an unwinnable situation. Mm hmm. Odds are he's probably going to win. Yeah. Because they're always making you think, oh, he's going to get his ass kicked. He's going to get fucking destroyed in there. There's no way he's going to win this match. As soon as those lights went out, I know I knew exactly what was going on. Nice. Nice. Exactly what was going on. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. This is the introduction. Yeah. This is it. That's got to be Kane. This is it. I had no idea what to expect like for what he would look like. Sure. Sure. Um, but I saw white or I saw a piece of dog shit, and yeah, I was, and like, was just like, "Oh my god, this motherfucker!" <sighs> okay, it's got to be Kane, and it was, and he is here, and he is on the roster. Holy shit! And we're running with these two guys here. Uh, Shawn Michaels with the one, two, three win. And the funniest thing here, too, is that uh, uh, on that documentary, uh, the WWE Untold on the WWE Network, uh, Kane was ready for his big break because, yes, he's been Isaac Yank of DDS and the Unabomber and fucking fake Diesel and shit. Now he's getting his big break, having a huge, gigantic main event feud with The Undertaker and being his brother and all the backstory and everything that goes into this is uh, he was about an hour and a half away from St. Louis uh, getting a ride from his buddy uh, to the show. And his buddy showed up. I guess his buddy's wife took the good car. So he had this little fucking hunk of shit roll up to pick him up for the show. Was it the Ford Taurus? <laughs> was 19, it a Ford Taurus? Well, <laughs> at that time in 1994, Ford Taurus wouldn't have been that old. But no. my 1994 Ford Taurus, yeah, it that only been was three like... Years old at the time. I... Last time I drove that thing was in like 2013. And it was like you had to plug in something underneath the front of the car. <laughs> like you had to climb. I had to literally like lay on my back and go under the front of the car and plug this thing in to be able to even fucking start it every time I wanted to go anywhere. <laughs> so that was a hunk of shit. Yeah. And it broke down on me all the time. So when people talk about piece of shit cars i automatically think ford taurus no it's a piece of shit it's a piece of shit uh yeah kane got picked up in a fucking piece of shit clunker and uh he said that on the way to the show in st louis which he said the small town was about an hour and a half away that he's getting picked up from uh the stereo started smoking and the car caught fire wow it's hilarious that kane is in a car that is burning. <laughs> Just wow. the irony, the That's, irony. How did he end up getting there? Uh, he 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 didn't really say, but he said they got another ride and it was fine. And he left early enough in the day that he wasn't going to be late. But it's just kind of funny that like he's getting his big break. This is his huge moment. He's debuting as his new character. He's got a main event feud with one of the biggest wrestlers in wrestling. And he comes and the car catches fire. <laughs> It's just, yeah, I was, like, half passed out for all of that, so. But, uh, yeah, hella fucking match, hella debut. Uh, you know, he, he Glenn is biased, but he says it's the greatest debut of all time. And I would tend to agree. I would say maybe there's only one other debut where I would put it on the same pedestal. But that'll be a little bit later down the road, brother. 
I was gonna ask. Ooh, who are you talking Ooh, about? Who are we yeah. talking about? Yeah, talk no, about sorry, I can't talk about that. Really, but uh, is it within our time frame though? Oh, we'll this? hit it. Uh, we'll hit it for sure. Yeah, it'll be a little while before we hit it, but we'll hit it. And it's yeah, I'd say it's the that debut coupled with what this Kane approximate debut. season of One Tree Hill? Ooh, uh, I'd say maybe. Ooh, it's a Six, while. We're talking seven, like maybe seven, eight, maybe seven, eight, seven or eight, maybe. Yeah, okay. hard to say. Seven, eight, somewhere around there. But yeah, it's a, it's a great debut. Like another built up for months, and you have no idea, and then it finally happens. You're like, holy shit! Oh my god, it's happening! And then this person debuts, and you're like, holy fuck, dude! And we're hit the ground running again. It's pretty great. Interesting. Yep. We'll get there, brother. Interesting. What do you think about this show? I'll, I'll get. I'll. I'll give you this. Give me a rating for fucking the show, and give me a rating for the Hell in a Cell. Um, show. I would maybe give it like a two point three. Okay. Yeah. Just because it was kind of like average. Average or best. Eh. Fucking Hell in a Cell is like a <laughs> four point eight. Jesus Christ, yeah. that was fucking batshit. Yeah, that was nuts, man. That's a fucking ride, dude. And I was yeah. exhausted at that point. Like, I was surprised I wasn't falling asleep at that point. Yeah, but you made this it. This is what happens when you have, have a newborn and you're sure. sleep deprived and only getting four hours when you normally need eight but, minimum. But you made it and it was so worth it. Yeah. That, that was the that best. Was and what I alluded to uh, prior is that Dave Meltzer, the fucking, you know, FDM, fuck Dave Meltzer, you know, wrestling observer, newsletter, blah, 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 five-star rating bullshit, whatever. Uh, like I said, for a good 14 years, only three matches in WWE ever got five-star ratings. CM Punk, John Cena, 2011, Money in the Bank, Stone Cold and Bret Hart. WrestleMania 13 submission match, five stars, and this very Hell in a Cell match between The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, five stars. Goddamn, man. It was wild. Yep, the best. The best. Uh, But there will be, now this first Hell in a Cell match, October 97, we're not getting another Hell in a Cell match for a little while. But when we do... Oh shit! Also within our time frame. Also very within our time frame. I'd say we'll hit that probably by season five. What trio. time frame would you even want to do if we did like a Sex in the City version? I would for wrestling. Yeah, uh, I would probably want to continue off. Just continue. Just continue on. Yeah. I would say interesting because I, I predicting will be done tree Hill by basically late 99 in WWE. I want to okay. say so like two years from now. And after that, we just keep going on and go through 2000, 2001. I'd say this is still decent. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. It doesn't for me. I started to lose interest in 2002, like late 2002. Okay. Um, and that's when I started, you know, not watching wrestling nearly as much. But and watching UFC. I did start watching UFC at that point. It was still another few years before I started watching UFC. I'm still going to make fun of you for watching of that shit. Of course. Um, and you got to make fun of a lot of people. That got super fucking popular in 2006, 2007. Everybody watched it. Oh, I know people that still watch it now. I have, there's people on my Facebook, they're like, going to watch the fights. And it's like, <laughs> you are so fucking lame. You have yeah. nothing better to do with your night. Ugh. 
Some people like this shit, dude. It's so boring. The one time we went to uh, fucking Corky's to watch boxing, I was like... That was Floyd Mayweather fucking Conor McGregor, though. I was into that shit. It was boxing. boring. I like boxing. It was boring. I don't like boxing anymore, but like, I'm a huge old school boxing fan. Mike, give me Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, George Fra- or uh, Joe Frazier, fucking George Foreman. You name it, man. I love that. George show. Foreman. Yeah. What about George Foreman? I just think of the grills. Yeah, exactly. Everybody <laughs> thinks of the grills. He's a fucking long time heavyweight champion. Really? Yeah, dude. He fucking fought oh, Muhammad Ali no and shit. Yeah, fucking fought Spoke of Joe Frazier. He knocked out like 40 fucking guys in a row back when he was fighting. The thing is. And then is he did the George Foreman grill. Anything like fighting related. Unless it was like a random ass fight in hockey. I have not given two shits about ever, ever. But look at you now. You're but almost wrestling's a year into different. wrestling. Wrestling's a bit like it's not, I well, don't know. Again, it's, it's staged, but it still is a physical sport. I know. Yeah. No, I know. It's the only reason I'm even watching it is because of the podcast. Yep. If it wasn't because like... Skyler, when me and Skyler were dating, I used to go over to his place and he'd be watching wrestling and be like, okay, so when can we watch One Tree Hill? <laughs> like, because legit, we were dating and I'd go to his place and he'd be watching wrestling. That's hilarious. And it's like, okay, we gotta watch the next episode, bro. <laughs> I could have done this fucking podcast with Skylar. Jesus. Years back, but you didn't. Now we are. And we are <laughs> Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. And I bid you adieu. We're not done, <laughs> And I bid you adieu. We're not done, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. We got to watch one Tree Hill shit. Okay. Uh, episode 50. You liked this episode. You were three. laughing the entire time. It is a good episode. I'll give you that. The only thing is, wow, compared to Hell in a Cell, this is like fucking chicken shit to chicken salad, dude. Like, fuck. I love chicken salad. But that's You wrestling. know what I want really bad, actually? Chicken salad. A chicken salad sandwich. Oh, yeah. I used to have those at Tim Hortons. They're oh. actually pretty mint back in the day. And then they fucked it all up. Because oh. Timmy sucks. Yeah, Timmy's is I know is it's not, not very Canadian of me saying that shit, but Timmy sucks. How a resurrect resurrection really You know feels. what? I actually had Tim Hortons because I had like a little bit of uh, credit on DoorDash still the other day. And I don't, it was like $10. I got myself a coffee from Timmy's. Gross. Um, but it was really good. It was a half deca- or it was a half coffee, half French vanilla. It was delicious. Uh, the monarch to the kingdom, Johnny Depp, is the angel of death, Peyton again, who's all over this episode. Yeah, she's a uh, so Peyton seeing her angel of death version. Angel of death, and uh, <laughs> it's her conscience, conscience, whatever, however you say conscience. that. Conscience, conscience, yes. I'm drunk a little bit, okay? <laughs> one, um, one drink of wine. <laughs> I have not drunk drank <laughs> until the other night. I She's had not, fucking wasted, brother. I had not drank anything alcoholic-wise. Since two like nights ago. Nine months. Since like two befo- nights ago. Yeah, but before that. So <laughs> give me a break here. 
The reason I haven't Throw even had... Throw me a freaking bone here. A, the reason I haven't had weed or like edibles yet is literally because I am terrified that I would take like have some and then not be able to fucking function because you know when i get like that when i have like too much and then i'm like i can't even like function at all remember that time i went to bed at like fucking six because i had too much yeah and i was like dizzy (laughs) and i couldn't even walk yeah we had someone over for dinner and i was like i was fucking done yeah yeah, so like we have a newborn that needs to be taken care of. Yes, parental responsibilities on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. Uh the girls they're going to jail, dude. Straight <laughs> to jail. Haley Payton and Brooke. So it was really funny because Put them in jail. The police officer like knocks on Brooke and Haley's apartment and Haley answers and she's wearing one of the suburban filth shirts, shirts yeah. that Brooke had done the design for. And <laughs> they're like, the uh, shop manager is like, yeah, that's one of our shirts. And she's getting handcuffed and she's like, what the fuck? Like, I literally just borrowed this shirt. It wasn't even like, she wasn't a part of it. She just grabbed it out of the laundry pile. Yep. Uh, the girls go to jail for stealing shitty t-shirts um funnily enough is when they're in the can um in their jumpsuits their orange jumpsuits orange is the new black orange is the new black uh Haley's like this is gonna go on my permanent record and it's like who who holds on to permanent records that's my question i don't know after you graduate high school like what do they just have this fucking warehouse with everyone's fucking permanent record? Apparently, or th- you know what? They're going digital, bro. Ah, digital permanent permanent records. Nice, big brother, brother. <laughs> oh. I love that Chris Keller guy. Eh? <laughs> He's such a fucking shit. I don't. <laughs> He's better in this season just because he's got like a little entertaining moment. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's actually kind of funny at times, but uh, just wait. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, yeah, he's something else. Also, hang on. Hold up. Hold the fuck up, bro. Just a little spoilery do thing here that just like. Just as a... I'm listening. Because remember when I said you need to keep a tally of how many times Anna would say... Oh, like, rumors? Rumors? Yeah. Keep a tally of how many times Haley goes to jail. Really? <laughs> Haley? Oh, my God. Straight to jail? <laughs> straight to like jail. Like overcooking chicken straight to jail? Like <laughs> undercooking fish? Believe it or not, jail? Jail. Holy shit, dude. Wow. Okay. We're so throughout the entire series, just, just keep a tally. She's just a fucking jailbird. Eh? She's like crush. <laughs> but I she's going to get a face tat. <laughs> I love how she's like, this is going on my permanent record. And she's all like, oh, my God, what yeah. the fuck? I'm in jail. I guess that the only reason is... You know, she's not going to be able to hold down a regular job because she has a criminal record. So why not be a singer on tour? Because you don't need a criminal background check for that. It's <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. Anyways, so Chris Keller. Yeah. 
anyways hang on so Haley was trying to call nathan from jail i missed this (laughs) what you drinking before the podcast (laughs) so she was calling nathan from jail it's such a rod up your ass for nine months when it came to podcasting what A what? <laughs> Said you had such a rod up your ass for nine months with podcasting. Now you're drinking. It's like, all right, here we go. This is good shit again? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so she calls Nathan. But the thing is, is it cuts to Nathan saying you're out of, like, just sounding really pissed off and sounding like maybe he's talking to Haley. Yes. Turns out Chris Keller is like, because he's at the studio, Chris Keller pops out from behind that window thing and is like, uh, actually, like, this is the situation. Yeah, he lost fucking the the money that Nathan gave him for the studio time. He lost in a fucking poker game. And for the Masters. 2K. So they're holding Haley's song, Masters the master copies of all this hostage until they get the money for the studio time. Yeah. So now they got to fucking somehow, some way get this money back. How did he lose it? Playing poker. Poker, man. Poker. Yep. This is why I don't gamble, bro. See, I gamble, but it's like small form. Like I just volume bet, man. That's all I do. And it's very, very small stakes. I've never, ever spent more than $100 in an entire year when it comes to gambling, like sports gambling. You know, that's just, I like to gamble, but I know my limits and I know how much I can afford to lose. Mm-hmm. So I don't gamble much. I've been gambling a lot lately, but you know, when the bets are like 50 cents a piece, who cares, right? <laughs> I got some money on the Super Bowl. Also, who you got on the Super Bowl? San Francisco 49ers, the Kansas City Chiefs. You got Taylor Swift, or do you got the opponents? Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about football, bro. You will on Sunday when it's the Super Bowl. Uh, so, who out of anybody is going to bail these girls out? It's not going to be Nathan. Well, that's the thing. It's not gonna is be Dan. Now she's got to call Lucas. Oh, Lucas and, should just fucking let her re- let Brooke rot in jail. Honestly. Well, so Haley is saying, "Oh yeah, like this. There's money under Brooke's bed, like in the drawer under Brooke's bed." And so she's saying that, and then. Haley's like, oh, okay, so Nathan's coming. And she's like, no, I had to call Lucas. And Brooke's like, Haley, that's where all the letters. I wrote 82 letters to Lucas, and they're under the bed in that drawer. He's going to find them. So she's all panicked. And what, do you want to stay in jail forever? Haley's like, well, <laughs> do you want to out of here or not? Like, come on. Yeah. So Lucas goes and bails out Peyton and Haley. But not Brooke. But they told the like he told them wait ten wait, minutes ten minutes to tell Brooke that she's to get Brooke out. out. <laughs> oh, what a dick move! As much as I hate Lucas, boss bro, I like that. <laughs> Anybody who fucks over Brooke is good in my book. So with Chris Keller and him losing this money, 
he basically needs Nathan. He tells Nathan, I need you to give me a ride so I can win the money back for the Masters. Yeah, they gotta go way out of fucking town for this shit. Apparently. So now they're road tripping to like this fucking weird like boat. And what's the best road trip song? Uh, Holiday. It's a holiday. A- ice cream day is the best day. It's a holiday. So <laughs> I can't believe they fucking rolled it back to Doctor Cosmos with two Ks and fucking put out holiday again it was so funny i'm so excited chris is like a shit disturber and he's sitting there and he's like we need tunes and he pushes the tape into this fucking cassette thing and nathan's like no like it's broken it's jammed like you can't like it's really difficult to get out actually ends up fixing it though um (laughs) so what he keeps doing is every time chris says something that pisses him off or is like what the fuck man he slams on on the brakes and chris hits his head on the dash yep fucking hilarious yeah, eventually the tape goes flying to the back seat these two guys abuse the shit out of each other it's fucking episode. hilarious it's though it's a good episode i must say that uh but yeah now nate and uh fucking keller's gotta go win some fucking money in a poker tournament but the again. thing is so nathan was supposed to just drive him there mm-hmm. now nathan actually has to play yes poker it's like how's your pay- poker game dude yeah a lot better than oh. Kelly's. Uh, yeah. So we move back to Tree Hill and we have the Karen ad that she had the footage of the child abuse <laughs> in the fucking locker room. And she put that in her fucking campaign ad. The gloves are fucking off now, dude. But apparently Dan has some tape that he's holding over Karen's head. So what it is... Dan got footage, like all the video footage from the liquor store from like the day that the fire happened. Yeah. And you could actually see it. It's kind of hard to see because obviously it's just like video footage, like security footage. But it shows Karen buying the exact same booze. Yeah. That was poisoned for Dan. But that there's so many holes to poke in there. It's just like... Oh, well, oh, we so saw that go- same bottle on Whitey's desk. Yeah. Like... It was like, okay, so... Okay, first things first. They only pulled the footage from the day of... What? She couldn't have bought it three days before? Yeah. You know? And- well, he had a f- collection of tapes that was there. So maybe he was searching for the days before and the day of just... Yeah, just but to go like, over they it all. Bought it two weeks before. Who knows? Could have. They could have just had it in their fucking liquor cabinet for a month or longer. Who knows? But like, right? it's something like he's just trying to. But that that's know. not discernible fucking evidence. No, it's not. You know. But yeah, so he's looking at this footage, and he thinks he's found the culprit. Yep, he's on to them. Lucas calls Brooke a skank because she is. Uh... <laughs> And we also find out that uh, Haley actually realizes that it wasn't Nathan in the Batman suit who kissed her. Yes, so the circumstances behind her finding out is she's at the studio 
thinking like Chris was supposed to be there. They were supposed to be recording. And he's not there. He's on a road trip with Nathan to fucking win the money for the Masters. You take a step back and actually listen to what you're saying there. Nathan is on a road trip with the guy who stole Haley away for I know. months. I know. Ugh, make it's it make sense. So weird. You can't bring logic into an illogical situation, I guess. So, well, that's the thing. He knows knows that Chris helps Haley with her music so much. Sure. So this is why he's doing it, is for Haley. Um, Otherwise, he would rather beat the shit out of this guy. Actually coming around on Keller a little bit. He's a lot better in season three. He's funny. (laughs) So haley's there and one of the guys that works at the studio comes in and he's like hey is chris here and she's like no he's supposed to be oh and then the fucking suit rental or like uh costume it's the rental costume people. rental people they're like yeah. oh they owe me money for he owes me money for the fucking batman suit rental yeah. and then she puts two and two together like you could see that moment of realization in her yep. face that's right and so they finally get to this fucking cruise ship where they have this huge. It wasn't a cruise ship. Was it was it? a fucking river boat. Some fucking boat. One of those ones that has the paddles. The little paddles yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a river boat. Yeah, whatever it was. And here's my joke. Okay. So they go no, on the It's river not a boat. joke. It's just a, you know, a little. <laughs> a little. <laughs> so they go on the boat. And uh, they're looking at all the guys that are part of the whole thing. There was the two police officers, Emmanuel, which was the transvestite yes. dude. Transgender. Trans. No, he was a transvestite. No, I don't know. And uh, then there's Marty, which Marty's apparently the scary one. Yes. He's a little guy. I thought I recognized Marty. Oh, yeah. He's been in a million things, dude. He was in Jingle All the Way. No, I thought I recognized him from a minis match. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good joke. Good job, dude. It's not just a little. <laughs> it's not a little from Oklahoma. <laughs> I forgot about that. Right? <laughs> no, that's actually pretty oh, good, dude. I like your amalgamation, brother. Because that's what we do on Trio Wrestling Federation oh podcast. You we haven't said that in a while. Amalgamate, dude. I say it at least once every podcast, dude. I don't think you said it last week. Maybe I don't know. I'll edit it in. <laughs> but yeah, that, but yes, that's uh, my little. little <laughs> your little <laughs> uh, Marty from Oklahoma. Uh, uh, he's here, and he's the ultimate poker shark. Yeah. Yes. So back at Brooke and Haley's apartment, uh, Brooke is talking about how, like, where did everything go wrong? And then they're talking about how they let boys dictate everything in their lives, and. Brooke was talking about like her designs and Haley's like, no, you should do it. You should start a website and like make these clothes and sell them. I'll help you. So now we get the start of clothes Clothes over over fucking bros. Clothes Clothes over bros. Which Brooke goes right to Peyton's place because she knows Peyton has bomb ass drawings and she can probably find something to be her logo. Yeah, sure. She's got a whole new spark happening here. You know what's a great logo? Look at that laptop right now, dude. Oh, I know. That's a great logo. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nathan goes from losing at poker yeah. to winning. He does. Although Keller sucks at poker. Oh, like, he's fucking terrible. No wonder he's lost all the money. Dude goes fucking all in on like a pair of threes, And dude. he's trying to say that fucking Marty's bluffing. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, he's an idiot. Fucking yeah, idiot. Nathan keeps winning over and over again. and uh, It's only when Keller only deals. Only when Keller deals. Yeah. So they uh, realize the fix is in. Yeah. And it turns into an APA poker game and fucking shit's going down. Oh. <laughs> uh, fucking, was it Nathan? Does he KO the little guy or does Keller KO the little guy? Oh, God, I forget. One I think it might have been. I think it might have been Nathan because I think yeah. Chris was grabbing the money. He was grabbing the money. And now they're forced to jump out of the fucking Which, bowl. Which Chris Keller apparently can't swim. Yeah, Chris Keller can't swim. <laughs> apparently he doggy paddles just fine, just though. Just fine, I guess, yes. Yes. So we get to the big fucking uh, big speeches before the vote for the mayorship of Tree Hill. Yeah. All you need is fucking, you know, 24 votes and you got wow. it, right? Because <laughs> there's 47 people. Oh my you god! Get 24 dude, there was more than 47 people in that room. They're out of towners. They're just tourists. Oh my god! <laughs> Andy sent Karen flowers, so we yeah, know that Andy's nice to hear still from in Andy. Nice to hear Karen's from Andy. life yeah. in some way, shape, or form. But Karen's not conceding. No, she's not doing it, man. Vote Karen. Well, that's the thing. She did say she like. She, in her speech she said i concede but not the mayor but not the mayor like <laughs> yeah yeah she's my like campaign. no like yeah. i underestimated my opponent and the lengths he'd go to hurt others now dan's fucking speech oh my fucking god Whoa. i knew you would be all over Whoa, this one. Oh, dude this is so good this is mint right here he goes on about how he's a family man and we all know that he's a family man and you know he's all about doing the right thing and and so this footage of him coming out about taking out his son in the fucking locker room and shit and he just he he doesn't deny it he says yeah i did it you know he's like i'm a man who makes mistakes i'm a man who makes mistakes and that's just happened and so this mayorship it's gonna be a work in progress if you vote for me but that's the thing i'm always gonna work on it and i'm gonna be the best guy that i can be and then he flips the card over to the next card and he, he literally Pause has it written up. on his cue card. I was waiting Pause for your reaction to, to that. Just <laughs> I should have recorded it, honestly. That was but so whatever. good. Pause to choke up. He's like, just give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking savage this guy oh is. Absolutely God. loved it. He's the best character by far on this show. He's amazing. And uh, yeah, people are pretty into his speech. They they fall for the paused choke, <laughs> choke up. So here we are. And uh, Dan's on his way. He only needs 40, uh, 20, 24 votes. Fucking Dan. Yeah. Brooke has put together a bunch of her dresses for her Clothes Over Bros intro. She's got... Peyton and Haley sitting there waiting to see what she's come up with. It's a fashion show. And she's got Bevan and a few of the other cheerleaders that are going to come in and show off the designs. And they all come in. The first dress was fucking phenomenal. The one that was on Bevan. 
I would buy that dress. It was so pretty. Okay, brother. And then the the last one that came out, the red dress. I wore a dress to a school dance that was very similar to that, actually. So they all the so- dresses that were out there were very like on point for the style at the time. Did you have an onion on your belt? Which was the style at the time? An onion on your belt? What the fuck? Simpsons, bro. Uh, no, I wore studded belts back in no, that no, time, onion on bro. Your belt. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Keller actually admits, so they finally, they get off the boat, but he loses all the fucking money. Yeah, he loses some of it, the rest of it's soaking wet yeah. in his pocket. Yeah, so they completely fucked it. Here's the thing. Paper money. Yes. We don't have that in Canada. If you were to jump in a fucking river or a plastic lake, money, we got plastic money, that shit would survive, no problem. Oh, yeah, we would have Paper no money? Yeah. Bro, our $100 bills smell like maple syrup. Do they really? Yeah. Wow, that's hilarious. I know. Scratch and sniff. Much like the earthbound, uh, much like the earthbound uh, strategy guide. Oh my God. Yes. But yeah, now they've lost all the fucking money. Lost all the money. And for Keller's troubles, uh, Nathan punches them out three times. (laughs) Yeah, especially after, you know, Keller admits kissing Haley at the yeah. masquerade party. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so then they go and they make their way back somehow. And Chris Keller ends up going in and he gets the masters. Gets them. And then Nathan's like, how? And he's like, oh, you know, I just have a way with people. And Chris pops open his guitar case and there's no guitar. Sold his fucking guitar, his prize guitar. Which, when they got out of the river, the first thing he does is check the guitar to see if it's still intact. You know, somewhat working. But he says it was a lot waterlogged anyway. Yeah. 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 How would they know that? Yeah, exactly. Uh... (laughs) Peyton keeps arguing with the angel of death version of herself. And the whole reason for this argument is Peyton has Ellie's cancer survivor bracelet. She can't find it though. Can't find it. Can't find it. It's gone and she's feeling guilty about it. And that's why the angel of death is there tormenting her is because, you know, my favorite thing that the angel of death said in this whole thing, this whole episode Mm -hmm. is it's great. I eat and you get fat. Yeah. (laughs) It was like hilarious. I love that. Um, (laughs) But it is revealed who set the fire. Oh yes, it is. We finally find out who the culprit is. See, and the thing is, is Karen made a call at one point and was asking if it was someone like who, you know, she called someone that we didn't know who it was and asking, did you do it? Because I'm worried. And turns out, so the per- the way it's revealed is Lucas goes to Deb and says, you know, my mom's worried about you. Yeah. It's Deb. 
he even Dad, gives dude. her the card for everything you've done. And she's like trying to play it like, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he's like, I, like, I saw you. Yeah. And there they show the evidence where the lighter goes up, the fire starts, some distant figure takes the hood off, and it's fucking Deb. Deb yeah. tries to kill her own fucking husband. Yeah. Holy shit. But guess what? You can't kill Dan Scott. Which Dan Scott. He's a fucking mayor. He's the mayor. <laughs> yes, he is. Fuck's sakes. Oh, Tree Hill's in for a wonderful ride now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dan wins. Dan wins. Fuck yeah. And so, Deb's leaving? Yeah, she's left. She, like, he was trying to get her to come down and, like, stand with him with this whole win. She peaced the fuck out right after talking to Lucas yeah, and right? getting the votes and everything was done. Yeah, she pieces this, the fuck out. This was her her uh, out route here. Yeah, yeah. She leaves. Dan says it's lonely at the top. Yeah. And then uh, Nathan calls Haley, and uh, she goes to see him at the house. And he says, "My mom's left. Like left, left. It's not like she just left where they were at that moment. Like for Dan becoming the mayor." He, she actually packed bags and left. Yeah. Well, they had the agreement, right? That if he, you know, if this all went through, that she'd have her freedom. But the thing is, is it's like Dan has the beach house. Yeah. Couldn't he go to the beach house? <clears throat> In this moment, yeah. it's Deb is running scared. Yeah. Because she knows that, like, imagine the town is Dan Scott is the mayor. Eventually, he's gonna be. <laughs> eventually, he's gonna figure it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Right. So she's like, I just need to get the hell out of here. Like, So how long is Deb going to be gone for? Who knows? But Nathan... You know. (laughs) Nathan wants Haley to stay with him. And they do their first, you know... Bang sesh. Bang sesh. Yeah. Banging out. Yeah. It was nice to see them back together. Yeah, it was nice, actually. Yeah. Brooke shows up at Lucas's door with the box of letters, 82 Waste of paper. Letters that were even addressed. Like, they, she had put, like, addresses on them and, like, re-extend them off and just never did. And they, like, yell at each other. They're freaking out. And now they're back together. Great. You both suck and you can both go die. He literally called her a skank earlier on in the episode. He said that earlier on when she was was possibly pregnant. And he said that, oh yeah, you're a whore. Like, could be anybody's kid. Yeah. Yeah, this relationship's going to go real well. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> because Brooke's taste in men is absolutely fucking terrible. She needs to go marry mouth like she said she's going to. <laughs> oh, just wait. Just dollar sign 4.09. Pretty good. I like it. Good episode. Not as good as Hell and Self, but 
was good. But yes, uh, here we are, uh, 54 episodes deep. Man, and we're on our way to Montreal at podcast on all the socials and check us out on all streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Why? Because we have to. Because it's Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast, and I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. And we're going to play out with this organ music because we bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch.